This is Community Connection on 21 WFMJ. We look at the people and events that make our valley great. Now here's your host, Madonna Chisholm Pinkard. Good day. Thank you for tuning in to WFMJ Community Connection, your local link to the very best in community relations, community information, and community news. I'm Madonna Chisholm Pinkard. Today, a Youngstown native and author is joining me this morning to talk about a book that he wrote, The Timekeeper's Daughter. Please help me welcome Dale Peskin. Good morning, my friend, my new friend, Dale. Good morning. Good morning, Madonna. It's great to connect to Youngstown again. I know. Thank you so much for being here this morning, Dale. I, I didn't know, but I'm going to mention it. But you and I have a common friend in the way of Rochelle Landy. I met Rochelle back in the 80s when I worked at Burger King on Belmont Avenue. After the football game, she and Jim Gaber and all kinds of people would come into Burger King, and that was like the hangout place. So we would get an influx of students, and it was just a way, a place to be. And Rochelle reminded me of Demi Moore. So I told her that, and we became fast friends. So I was chatting with her on social media, and we were, you know, just talking about local folks and local folks that have done things. And we mentioned the heebie-jeebie girl which is a book that takes place in Youngstown and I had that author on the show here to talk about it because when somebody writes about Youngstown I get really glued to them I want to know why what you know what what Youngstown did for them to make a book about about this wonderful town of ours and so your name came up and she says Dale is the author of this book called The Timekeeper's Daughter so tell me who is Dale Peskin who are you well, I ought to hire Rochelle to be my agent and explain that for us. That's great. <laughs> um, I'm a um, I'm a journalist uh, and author living just outside of Washington D.C. in Northern Virginia, uh, but mostly I'm a son of Youngstown. I grew up on on the city's north side. I worked for the Vindicator in my early years, uh, and Youngstown, particularly the north side, was a place where. Um, I learned about community. Uh, I learned how to be a reporter, and I learned a lot about life <laughs> in, a, in a in a city that was both tough and gentle at the same time. <laughs> well, I will say that you, you know when somebody goes, you know, is from Youngstown, they go away, they do great or or do something. I like to talk to them to find out, you know, what made them leave, what made them stay, you, you know, et cetera. But now that you mention it, Dale. I do remember you working for the Vindicator. I do. I remember this now. Um, do you remember Neil Durbin? Uh, I do vaguely, yes. Yes, yeah, I remember you. You know, that was back in my in my younger years. But yeah, I yeah. remember you. Now that you say it, and now that I'm looking at your face, and I'm sorry that you can't see me, but yeah, you know, just to let you know, you you know, you can see me, but not see me, but I look just like Halle Berry, and I'm really gorgeous. Not... <laughs> But I, I do remember you. Now, obviously, you must have always written your, your whole life. And that was going to be my next question. Why did you want to write and what prompted you to write this book? Yeah, it, it, it really began as a young reporter at The Vindicator. And I, I should say there'll be a lot of scenes and a lot of characters that will be familiar to 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 Youngstown, Youngstown people. Uh, the book is really based on real events. It's a fictionalized version of it. Uh, so I, I covered uh, the story of the closings of, of the mills in Youngstown back when I was a reporter. 
and wrote a major series of articles called The Likes Files that really uncovered a, a conspiracy between the steel industry um, and, and the government, which had to approve the merger. Um, so I've, I've been writing ever since then in, in a number of places, and I've served as an editor and a reporter in, in a lot of places, including here in Washington, D.C. So, you know, writing and reporting has always been part of my DNA. Um, and the story really dates back to the, the late 70s when things really changed in Youngstown. Dale, things did change a lot in the 70s. I think that everybody from the, from the Valley, from Youngstown, has been impacted by the changes that we saw in the Valley, particularly regarding the steel and the steel industry. It, it made a big change for us financially, economically, educationally. People left the area. So we, we had a lot of people that just literally left because there were no jobs per se. You know, they weren't in steel, so they weren't good jobs. And so folks left. And you kind of incorporated that into your book. Tell us how you do that without, well, I I want you to reveal the plot. I want you to tell us about the plot because it gets a little, a little interesting, you know, from what I read. Yeah. But, but tell us how you incorporated that steel aspect into your book and the timekeeper's daughter. What is a timekeeper? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll start from the beginning. It was an interesting time. So, you know, the the book takes place at this transition between the industrial age and Youngstown was very much an industrial city. Uh, and the digital age. Uh, so it's the story of uh, a Youngstown native who is a brilliant computer computer scientist at the time at, at Caltech. And she is called back to Youngstown to investigate the death of her father, uh, who is a superintendent at, the, at a steel mill. Uh, and this is a, a mystery. The timekeeper in, in uh, steel mill parlance was a person who made everything run on time in the steel mills from the, the, the time clocks to, to all the complex operations. Um, so this was a, a beloved superintendent uh, called the timekeeper. Uh, and his daughter comes back to Youngstown to, to discover more about him uh, and more about the circumstances that that changed this community forever. Dale, when you talk about changing this community forever, indeed, you, you know, we, we have changed. I mean, things have definitely changed, no question about it. But when you have a, a daughter that comes back home to investigate, you know, the death of her dad, it gets a little, it gets a little dicey. You, you know, she finds out things that, you, you know, are, are really not known to most. And you know what it made me think of, Dale? It made me think about the mob. <laughs> so, and I know that you know what I'm talking about because, you know, I, I'm not from the mob, but I still have mob mentality and I'm, you know, just a girl from the South side, but you kind of incorporated that into the book. Tell us how. Yeah, very interesting. And, and a lot of this goes back to growing up in Youngstown. I mean, Youngstown was a place where you could have a mobster live on one side of you and the mayor live on the other side of you. There was, there was all this intermingling, mostly in good ways, but sometimes not, mm -hmm. uh, of, of all these people who, who were very diverse, uh, who had really rich lives, and they created this tapestry of Youngstown that was very unique. I mean, sociologists 
still write about the uniqueness of the Youngstown and, and the fabric of community. So certainly the mob was part of that in Youngstown. And, you know, there were, there were things called a, a, a Youngstown tune-up, which was a car bombing. Uh, <laughs> And, and interesting. So, so, you know, I had friends who were on the wrong side and I had friends who were on the right side, but it, it kind of didn't matter in Youngstown where things came to, together in, in, a, in a really unique and interesting way uh, that made for a great childhood and growing up period. It made for a great start of a career. Um, and so in many ways, the timekeeper's daughter, one of the themes is this notion of of community. Uh, and how time changes and impacts the people uh, of that community. Dale, I, I understand that totally. I really do, because the, the, the flavor of the book has a lot to do with time. It, it truly does. It has a lot to do with time and how time encompasses a whole lot of things, you, you know, good, bad and ugly. But, you know, everybody had an Uncle Vito. Everybody had an Uncle John. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, I have an Uncle Vito. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We we kind of understand that. But when you get into the book and the depth of the book, you know, she finds the timekeeper's daughter finds out a lot of stuff that she kind of sort of really didn't want to know, but it just fell into her lap as she was investigating her dad's death. Tell us about that. Yeah, you also touch on a really, you know, subtext and interesting theme that this is a woman Mm -hmm. uh, and a a computer scientist who comes out to figure it out. So Luann Epperson, the lead character, is, is a dynamic woman at a time when women were severely discriminated against in academia, uh, in their hometowns. Um, and in, in this case, it takes a woman to figure things out. <laughs> the joy of being a woman, because women have great minds. Of course we do. But you you are right. You touched on that. And I think it's great how you incorporated that aspect into your book. And that's what makes it so interesting readable. I found that it was a good read and I enjoyed it tremendously. And I'm so glad that Rochelle mentioned you to me because that's why I sent you an email. And, and I hope you didn't think I was being too, too pesky, pesky. Oh, you, you not know, at all. Not at all. I, I, you know, that's, I, I, I love the idea that, you know, the book and the story has resonated with the people of Youngstown. I've heard from really literally hundreds of people in Youngstown who say, well, I know that person or I know that scene. <laughs> uh, I know that part. And and, and that's great. And, and, you know, those those scenes and those characters have lived with me for a long time. Very interesting. Now, you published this in July of 2020. And that right. kind of sort of was the beginning, middle, midst of this pandemic that we got into. So how were your sales? I mean, how did you, how did you market the book? Yeah, very differently. I mean, COVID had, COVID had a, a major in fact pack on the, the distribution and the marketing of books. And, and that's, that's still upsetting the publishing industry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's two ways I marketed the book largely through, uh, through social media, through you know the 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 friends that I gather over the years, uh, and they spread the word as well, uh, and also through my publisher who who, who sought to build a, a a larger national audience. Didn't have the, quite the understanding of of, of Youngstown that that I did, so it was difficult. So an author these days really has to be a social marketer uh, 
uh, not just a writer. Um, and that's kind of the, the change. I mean, the book is about change and change is occurring virtually in all industries right now. It's, 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 it's made it more difficult uh, and people have to accept new roles and get smart about things uh, in new kinds of ways. Time does bring about a change in just about everything. It's true. It's very true. Dale, one thing that I, I do know is that there are several, and I, I, when I say several, I mean like about seven or more individuals that I know of that have written, that are from Youngstown, that have written books about Youngstown. And I think, I don't know if you, have you ever heard of the Buckeye Book Fair? Uh, I have, yes. I think we need to have uh, a Youngstown Book Fair. And all of you local authors come and like have a book signing and have a book reading and have people learn about the intricacies and the delicate things and the, the fabric that really has woven Youngstown, Ohio and how it appears in your book. Yeah, and, and I should I should say, Madonna, that uh, once COVID is over and it is it's, it's easy now, uh, I'm going to return to Youngstown to do a, a book reading and book event, and uh, probably at the Jewish Community Center on the North Side, which has been really interested in the book. So uh, I hope to be in Youngstown uh, to meet old friends and to talk about the book. Uh, you know, uh, probably in the summer. That's very good. And, you know, just believe it or not, uh, two weeks ago, maybe it was three weeks ago, I had the new executive director, Denise Wolf, of the Jewish Community Center here on WFMJ Community Connection. And folks got to meet her here on the station. So I'm really glad about that. So I would like to be involved in that somehow, some way, you know, to help well, advertise it and have people there at the Jewish Community Center to, to meet you, to hear you even read some portions of the book. Now, were there some favorite parts of the book that you kind of sort of liked more than others? You know, because you wrote it and you knew which direction yeah. you were going in. But was there something that you liked more than, than else, more than others? Yeah. And, and, and this is going to sound a little funny from, you know, a, a book about a tough town and a, a tough event. Uh, I, 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 I loved the love story that was involved in the book. <laughs> Everybody loves Between, love. <laughs> Yeah, with with Luann Epperson coming back to meet an, an old college roommate who was an obituary writer uh, for a newspaper that looks a lot like the Vindicator, uh, and and they rekindle rekindle something that uh, uh, in both of themselves, and uh, so I, I I enjoyed that, and that it, uh, it added a good counterpoint to to a tough storyline. Yes. Well, you know, I, I will tell you that when I read that aspect of it, you know, falling in love with the obituary writer, everybody reads the obits in the Vindy. I mean, we, we do. I mean, that's one of the first things I look at after I look at the comics because I know the rest is crime. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, I could see somebody in the Vindicator writing that. I, you know, I could picture, you, you know, a Ron Cole. I could picture a, an Ed Brown. I can, I can picture all of that. And that's really cool. That's really cool that you incorporated that in to the book. And I would suggest people to log on to Amazon and buy it because it's a good read. Yeah. L let me give your viewers another uh, uh, channel. There's, there's a web page called you know, the Timekeepers Book Club, and they can find out more about the story and next things that I'm working on. And that's at uh, dalepeskin02.com. 
Wixsite, W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com slash my site. And okay. they can find out all kinds of things about the book and, and events like coming to Youngstown uh, and, and new projects as well. That's great, Dale. Well, what I will do is when we're editing the show, I will go back and get that website and place it on our website at WFMJ.com so that people will be able to click on that link and connect right with it. How about that? That's great. I've always had great respect for WFMJ, too. So. Well, gee, thank you. You know, with with the Vindicator, we're kind of sort of family anyway. So right. <laughs> I love it. Well, Dale, thank you so much for joining me this morning and giving us an overview and insight on your book, The Timekeeper's Daughter. Thank you so much for joining me today. Good. I look forward to returning to Youngstown and, uh, uh, and, and seeing you and talking with you again and all. I'll keep you apprised of that visit and get you involved. Thank you very much, Del. I appreciate it. Thanks, Madonna. And that was Del Peskin. We will be right back with the Oh Wow Moment. Back in one moment. <laughs> 